0: Lisa Clow and John Middick. Hello, my name is John Middick, and I'm joined once again by my co-host Lisa Clow of Lock Refine Art. Lisa, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing never better.
1: I was hoping you would say that.
0: Well, I'm glad I didn't disappoint you. Lisa, the month of March, we're doing all QA shows. I'm so excited about that. We're already getting some questions in, and I think it's going to be a a fun series of shows because there's so many times where we get these little questions that really just don't take up an entire show, but we can answer them in a lot of uh, smaller segments. So that's going to be cool. So if you have a question that you would like to submit, you can email us, podcast at sharpenedartist.com, or head over to sharpenedartist.com slash Q&A, and we'll be... Uh, taking those and reading those and answering those every show the entire month of March. And if we haven't said it lately, thank you very much for listening to the show. We really appreciate that. And the biggest compliment you can give us is subscribing to the show or telling someone else about the show. So, Lisa, what are we talking about today?
1: Things that you do that waste time when you're trying to brand yourself or market your artwork, things that are taking away from things that would be beneficial.
0: There's bad ways of doing
1: this? What?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're kidding.
1: Yeah, turn it out. Shocking, right?
0: Any kind of outreach is good, right? Any kind of putting yourself out there is good.
1: Yeah, see, the problem is when an artist is spending so much time trying to market themselves the wrong way, they're taking away from the time that could be spent either doing it the right way or just focusing on their art. It's just not worth the time and the trouble it takes to do a lot of these things. Besides that, a lot of the things we're going to talk about – Irritate other people so it, it really works against you.
0: You know, it's hard to work smart, it really is, but that is what is required, especially when you're uh, trying to build up your reputation as an artist. You are required really to work smart and get the most from your time. So, Lisa, what are some of these? Let's st- start off with. A big one. What is it?
1: One of the first ones I see, and my mom is guilty of this. She wants to hand my business card out to everybody she meets. What? Someone at the grocery store? Hey, my daughter's an artist. Here's a business card. And I'm like, you're wasting my money. Stop giving my business cards away to people who aren't interested. But I've seen a lot of artists do this too. They'll go from business to business to business trying to hand out flyers or business cards or everybody they talk to, kind of like what my mom does, handing out business cards to people who aren't really interested. Now you just wasted your money you spent on that card because those aren't free. Even if you're printing them at home on your own, actually, those end up costing more because ink is so expensive. But you're wasting your time and your money when doing these.
0: Yeah, it feels like the used car salesman that's trying to, you know, fit you in that perfect car that he wants you to buy. And nobody likes that guy. You know, if you're in the group and you're pushing your business card on everybody, or you're talking about, you know, your art that you create, and uh, nobody's asking you about your art, then probably not the time to start bragging about your art. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people who just don't give a rip about art in yeah. general. They could care and it's less. Not that they bad don't. People. They don't value the, it art. Doesn't... No, they're not bad people, but they don't value art. They're not art patrons, and they don't care anything about art. They would never buy a piece of art ever. And there's, and believe it or not, there's people out there like that. Some people don't don't really um, understand that that there are people that don't really care. And so, yeah, the world at large is not our audience.
1: And I've I've actually seen artists get so discouraged and so frustrated when random strangers weren't interested or when the internet in general, like they'll post online and they're like, you know, my own friends and family aren't giving me enough attention. It's so terrible. Well, no, it, not everybody's going to be interested. You've got to hit who your target market is.
0: Sometimes your own friends and family are the worst anyway. So you just, <laughs> you can't count them. I mean, you can't count on them to, to be the people that understand um, what the art market is all about. I mean, they, they often don't know at all. So yeah, can't use them. All right. So what about contacting other artists and asking them to just promote your art?
1: I have this happen. I don't know if you have this happen to you, but I actually get a lot of emails from people who want to work for me, want to sell their art through my gallery. I'm like, What gallery are you talking about? My apartment? (laughs) What are you talking about? But they'll misunderstand. And you know, the the sad thing is that these people are spending time, hours, contacting every artist they can find, thinking that that artist is going to make their career or help help them to sell their work or promote them. And that really isn't going to be the best way to do that.
0: Some other case in points here, Lisa, are, and I do get those, but probably not as often as you, but the the ones that I get that I think are really humorous are people that want to be on the podcast and they've, they've got some kind of book or something that they want to promote and they're not even artists at all or they, they have some audience that's totally unrelated to art. And they want to be on the podcast. And it's like, I I get some of those that email me, and they have always emailed me, and they email me all the time. I finally just had to set up a filter so that I don't see uh, their email. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, you are wasting so much of your time doing that.
1: You really are. I instead you can contact artists, but don't go for the artists who have. Let's say you've got a following on Facebook of two hundred artists. You don't want to go to somebody who has three hundred thousand and say, "Hey, let's collaborate." Find somebody who has about the same amount of followers as you do, whether that be through YouTube or any of your social media platforms, and talk about doing a collaboration that way. You could do something where you both draw half of a photo, and they go together, and you can send your followers or your fans to. Their page and they'll send theirs to yours. Doing stuff like that is one of the best ways, the fastest ways to grow a social media following is doing collaborations with other artists or shout outs with other artists where you both give each other a shout out on your own pages to build a following. But you're, that really only works if you find somebody else who has about the same amount of followers as you do. If you have, I mean, again, if you've only got a few hundred, don't go to the 300,000 person and expect them. It's not worth it to them. They're looking for somebody else at their level. And it would be the same for them. Someone with 300,000 shouldn't be going to someone with 2 million and expecting them to collaborate or to do the shout out or anything like that. You want to kind of keep it with other artists who are at your same stage, have about the same amount of followers as you, and ideally somebody who's going to have a similar target market as you. If you only draw cars, it makes no sense to go to a floral artist and have them try to promote you or you know do a collaboration with them. That that doesn't make sense. Right.
0: Now that is a big one right there because yeah, you do want to look at the genre, the the medium and that sort of thing to a certain degree. Uh because you know, I think maybe we should talk about what the differentiators here are in a share for share kind of mentality and a collaboration. Because I think some people get that confused.
1: Yes. Yeah, when, when you go to somebody's page and say, I will like your page if you like my page, that's a like for like or share for share. I'm fa- I subscribe to you on, on YouTube if you'll subscribe to me. That is the most pointless, useful or useless thing that actually hurts you. It really hurts yep. you as far as analytics go, especially on Facebook because of the way that their algorithm works. They already don't share your content with a whole lot of people. So if you have a lot of people following you who aren't actually interested in your content, they are also... Only following you because you followed them, then anything you post that might get shared with them, it's wasted on them. How much better would that be to go to somebody who was who followed you because they were genuinely interested in what you were posting?
0: Right. Yeah. And you know, well, you I, I used to see this quite a bit on Instagram. You go to somebody's um, profile and it would say, "You like one of mine, I'll like four of yours." That kind of thing. It's like, what in the world? Uh, what is the point?
1: You're not making sales you, off these people.
0: Exactly. Now, this is very interesting. I stumbled across it's not too long ago um, this website and it it said you know my fantastic URL whatever.com slash s 4 the number four s4 s is what it was And so you the you go to share. this this URL and it's a share for share program and they have this page this little uh, uh, form set up to where you can submit to them to decide they can take your application and decide if they want to do a share for share but it, it's not in the way that you might think it's not in a good way they have it set up though where if they the criteria is you have to go and you have to p- pay us a little bit on our donation site that we have set up and then you also have to go and like us on Facebook and then you have to come back here and uh, say that you did all these things but hit the check boxes here and then submit this to us and we'll see if we can do a share for share with you. So much wasted <laughs> time and energy. Uh-huh. And I, I just, I was curious because I knew we we're going to do this show. So I went over and I looked at their donation area, and I think they had like 25 bucks. They're up to 25 or 26 bucks a month. Like, wow, the amount of work you're doing for that.
1: That's a good one to bring up, too, with Patreon. Patreon is one of the most amazing platforms. I love it. It works so well for content creators. The problem that I'm seeing is that a lot of people who don't have followers yet, they may. It's not that their work isn't good, but they're not really creating much content. They don't have many tutorials yet. They really don't have much available yet. And they again, they don't have the following yet. And they'll set up a Patreon account that Patreon, the amount of time that I put into Patreon each week is insane. If I had to do that for $25 or $100 even a month, it wouldn't be worth the time. It doesn't make sense. That is another example I think of jumping into something that is kind of wasting your time. Patreon is absolutely great But you have to do it at the right time when you have the right amount of backing to go with it. Just making a random Patreon page. My band that I was in years ago, they did this. They set up – I don't think it was GoFundMe. It was something else. um, Kickstarter. They set up a Kickstarter page Mm -hmm. to try to fund our first album because it is so expensive to do professionally. And – it didn't work. Why didn't it work? We didn't have the followers. What's the point of having a Kickstarter if nobody is going to know about it because they don't know who you are? So it was another, that was another example of a waste of time. Kickstarter could be great. Is Kickstarter even still around? But it can be No, great. it is big that
0: time. Sort of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a good that,
1: one. Yeah. That sort of thing can be absolutely amazing, but it only works if you've got The followers or the content to back it, because if nobody knows about it, it's not going to work for you. You're putting in a lot of time and effort. And that Kickstarter page, they made me manage a lot of it. It was a lot of work. That was not the most fun time I had to make zero money. We had a few people donate, but we didn't even come close to hitting what our max was. So we didn't actually make any money off of it. Our time would have been spent better, even just practicing, or you know, finding a different way to market our brand. But that was not a very effective way because we were doing it at the wrong time. We were doing it before we were ready, before we had the followers who would know about us in order to donate.
0: Yeah, Indiegogo, GoFundMe, um, Kickstarter, all of those. I mean, it it takes effort on your part. You're having to do you're having to do the marketing piece yourself. And so you're right. It is a machine. You have to get that machine going, that marketing machine. Yeah. Um, if you're not willing to do that and put in the sweat equity that's required to do that, or you don't have the numbers yet to be able to do that, a targeted numbered audience, that is, then, yeah, it's not going to do you any good at all.
1: It kind of reminds me of when I was younger. I used to have in my head, once I built a website, if I made the website nice enough that people would flood to it. People would be buying my paintings and everyone would be there all the time because the website was so nice. That's not how that works. You you know, if you don't have the if Right. The SEO. There's so much involved in getting people to a website. But I mean, I had this idea of put all this work into a website, which you should do. You should have a website. I'm not saying that that isn't the case. But I was very kind of delusional i guess in how i thought that the end result would yeah. be and it's like you know you have to do the the branding there's more to it than just that i think people see the final stage like with patreon they'll say okay look at how much these creators are making i want to make that much too i'm going to make my patreon account it's not worth it until you've got the followers who know who you are until you have the content to that people would want to buy into so again it timing can just be a, a huge factor
0: yeah i think that's a good one too about your website or any Anything you're going to do uh, in your business as an artist where you're pushing yourself and you're trying to venture out and do something that makes you uncomfortable, makes you do something that you're not used to doing, you know – Study up on that and decide, you know, if it is something that is going to be worth the effort. And that I think everything we're talking about here, we're talking about scaling and being able to scale something properly. You know, not not just doing things for the sake of doing it or thinking that it'll uh, net some kind of result that it never was intended to be able to accomplish. And so we have to uh, sort of count those costs and figure out, you know, what all is involved before we uh, commit ourselves in those areas. And I think you brought up a good one there about Patreon uh, Lisa, where uh, somebody may be uh, doing something that isn't scalable—that's probably a, an easy trap to get into. But if, if we think about the fact that you know we're having to sustain—you know—we we, got to have something that's sustainable. We're having to support whatever this is, and then we kind of backward, you know, work backwards from there and kind of deconstruct what this will look like in day-to-day life. You know, what am what am I going to have to do? How am I going to have to rearrange my calendar in order to accomplish? Uh, This very thing that I'm trying to do.
1: Yeah, the phrase is the squeeze worth the juice. Am I saying that right? Either way, I guess the end result is the same. But is it worth it? Is it worth the amount of effort you're putting into it? Are you going to get the results out of it that make it worth the time that you put in to doing that thing?
0: Yeah. you know, we can fool ourselves and we can make ourselves think, you know, we can we can tell ourselves, well, I'm really busy. I'm really doing all this stuff over here. And some people may, you know, you may do that for a while and then you get frustrated and like, oh, this doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work if we're doing it the wrong way, if we're not doing something that is scalable and something that will uh, actually lead to a, a desired result. And we have to. Figure that out ahead of time and figure out if this is something that is something that – where we're getting a one-to-many and not a one-to-one correspondence for our relationship between uh, an ROI, a return on investment. If we're doing something and we know it's only going to benefit us one time, each time we do that one thing we keep churning out that one widget, not real sustainable – business model?
1: Well, it's like, I mean, Tumblr. Tumblr for me didn't, that was not the most beneficial platform for me to promote on. I didn't post on it often, so I really wasn't building the fan base, but it really wasn't where... I forgot about Tumblr. Yeah, I I think it really wasn't (laughs) where my target audience was. So was it worth me then taking five minutes or 10 minutes a day to post a couple of times over there when I might get one view on that video, one extra view for the five minutes I took? Was it worth it? No, it it really wasn't in my case. So that was one I stopped posting on um i think my account's still there i just don't use it because it wasn't worth the return
0: right yeah i and i'm i'm one of these people i don't really think you have to be everywhere I think you need to you need to do a few things and do those well. Exactly. You don't have to just be on every social media platform whether you are actually active over there or not just because someone said, "Yeah, you need to be over there." As artists, we you know, just pick and choose one that you can do v- very well and then, you know, branch out from there after you've mastered that one
1: yeah one of the things I used to do when I was younger is I would go to the beach to paint. I would set up, bring all my paints, my easel, everything. Um, one time I went to Venice and set up a whole setup where I had paintings with me that were available to sell to sell. I didn't sell any of those. Um, People down there wanted to spend like $5 max. So they weren't going to spend even $40 on a painting. So it was an absolute waste of my time, the setup, the teardown. Then I had other times where I'm like, well, I'll just go down and paint at the beach. People will walk by. They'll be so amazed by what I'm doing that they're going to order stuff from me. No, it never happened. And I did that several times. Now, I don't regret the time spent at the beach. It was fun. If you're going there for the purpose of this is fun. I want to go paint outdoors. Absolutely. Go for it. I, however, was going there with the intent, all these people are going to see my work and want to buy stuff from me. No, it it really isn't. So this would be another example, you know, going and setting up at a park. If you want to go paint at a park because you want to go paint at a park, absolutely do it. If you want to go do it thinking that people are going to hire you to do paintings, probably not going to happen. Your time would be better spent elsewhere or doing something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like the the art show here locally that I do. I don't, I never do it thinking, oh, I'm going to make, you know, my year is going to be set after this. Um, I do it more (laughs) because I'm a community person and I like, I I know the people in the community and I like seeing them and meeting people. I love people. And that for me is what what that's all about. And it's just fun, that kind of thing. Another thing that we could uh, fall in the trap of doing is donating art. for exposure, I put in quotes, um, you know, to some no-name industry or some kind of cause, you know, and they may frame this in a certain way for you and say, you know, make it sound like this is going to be some kind of great deal. But, you know, donating your art oftentimes for the purpose of getting some kind of exposure, that's often inflated and it just never does work out that way.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about that before. Did, do we have a podcast on yeah. that? Don't we? We should put that a link up to that in I the show so. notes because there, there's a lot of thing, a lot of reasons that I don't recommend donating to yeah, art to charity. I that. recommend donating money to charity. Sell the painting yourself, and then donate that money because you're going to get more for your painting. You're going to do a better job of selling your painting than the charities generally will. So, um, but yeah, check out that podcast if you're at all thinking about that. But you're right that that's not something that's going to really get you exposure or get you a bunch of sales. And trust me, I have donated to so many things across throughout time, largely because they were were things like the Italian Greyhound Rescue, things that I wanted to support. But realistically, while yes, they sold, They it would have made that group, it would have made the Italian Greyhound Club way more money, or the Rescue way more money if I would have sold it on eBay and then just donated the money. It would have made them so much more. And they always like to tell you just, and again, check out that podcast, but I do want to throw this out there. They will always tell you that it is a write-off It is not for the artist. Donating money is not a tax deduction for you. So just know that. Don't think that you're going to be getting this great write-off. You're not.
0: Yeah, they do always frame it like that, it seems like.
1: And I don't think it's that they're trying to lie. They just don't know.
0: No, I don't know. Right. Uh, One that I had uh, recently, wasn't all that long ago, maybe a year ago, uh, an artist friend of mine approached me and asked if I would share a booth with them and at a particular art show. And the genre was not related to what I do. And their art in particular had nothing to do (laughs) with any kind of realism or art. It was photography that they did even. Um, and it would just be so unrelated it would be weird actually I'd probably be better off being next to someone did fiber art or something like that I mean it was just so that was a joke it was so unrelated that it was ridiculous so you know look out for those kind of things too I mean sometimes what you've actually figured out is a way to uh, say goodbye to a whole bunch of money if you agree to those kind of things. And
1: when you go and do these art shows and art fairs, I did not find them to be really useful because of the ones I was going to weren't drawing in the right target audience for me. For me, when I was doing pet portraits, one of the most beneficial things for me to have sold instead of doing art shows where it was just kind of a group tons of art there, would be to go to dog shows and buy a booth there. Sell it to people who had dogs who were interested in what I was doing. They would be interested in buying or hiring me to paint their dog. That makes sense. Painting and doing regular, just kind of across the board, it's an art fair or an art and craft fair especially, those were the least productive for me. Now, yeah, I made a few sales, not enough to make it worth my time. Whereas the artists who I've known who were doing shows at dog shows or setting up their art at dog shows, or let's say they painted cats, they would go to cat shows, they tended to make more money and get more commissions than an artist who was doing a general art show. So just something to keep in mind. I mean, it's not that we're saying that any of these, well, some of these things are things you want to avoid altogether, but it's that some of these things are good to do, but you want to do it the right way. Don't waste your time doing the one that doesn't bring you to your target market or your ta- target audience.
0: I'll tell you another thing, Lisa, that wastes your time as an artist and gets you away from the easel and not drawing is reading books. But one thing you can do to prevent that from happening is go to audibletrial.com slash cp podcast and we have a 30-day trial set up there for you and you can get any audiobook of your choice. For thirty days, and you don't pay a dime until the thirty days, and then it's uh, fourteen ninety five for that subscription.
1: Yeah, I like how you slid into that. I w- did not know where you were going. Reading books. There's nothing bad about reading books. What are you talking about, John? <laughs> well, you know, you know,
0: <laughs> I don't have time to read books, but I love books. And you know, with a long commute like I have, and working the day job, and then I'm doing art uh, in the evenings. I still want to read books, but I can listen to books. And a good book that I would recommend that uh, every artist check out is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. I think that is just such a, a great book, and it's fairly small, too. First part of the book, I think, is the best. But, yeah. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can even get caught up on the news. I think it comes with a complimentary subscription to the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal uh, audio version whenever you uh, sign up for, with Audible. And th- that's a lot of fun to listen to as well. Yeah,
1: I love it because I feel like I, when I'm painting and drawing, I mean, that's work for me. It's something I do pretty much every night. But right. listening to the audiobooks, it lets me feel like I'm still getting some of that downtime in, the stuff that I want, to, you know, fun other fun stuff besides art. Not that art's not fun, but, you know, sometimes you want to do something else. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan. I just finished the second book for um, the Red Queen series by Victoria Aveyard. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. The next one comes out on the 7th, and I cannot wait because it was a huge cliffhanger. But, oh, that was a good book. Really Really enjoyed that one.
0: Oh, that's awesome, Lisa. Again, go to audibletrial.com slash podcast. You know, one other thing, Lisa, before we go. Plastering your artwork in your gallery on your website with things that are totally unrelated with what you want to do in the future or commissions that you're interested in, uh, I think is another misstep in branding. If you're not interested in doing pet portraits anymore, then maybe take those down for a little bit from your website and do the things you know, put the, no, I like the them there. Uh, drawings Or paintings up there that you do want to have commissions uh, doing, like maybe landscapes or something like that. The reason I'm saying this is you'll hear artists complain or uh, talk, you know, whine about, well, all I ever get is these pet portraits and I don't want to do those anymore. You go, go to their gallery, that's all they have up there. Is pet portraits like, well, no, no wonder no one's going to ask you to do something that they don't even think you're capable of doing. They're looking at what you have done and they're going to, you know, ask you about those things. So
1: I thought you were just something to to keep in mind mind. because I don't do port or I don't actually take commissions anymore, but I still have all my pet portraits up. I'm like, John, get off my website. Stop complaining. I like it.
0: I haven't even looked at your site. (laughs) That's funny. All right, maybe you guys have some things that you could add to this list. We'd love to hear that. You can contact us by sending us smoke signals. Lisa's three or four or five, and I'm one and then one and a half. You can Twitter at us at Sharpened Artists and at Lacree and reach out to us through email podcast at sharpenedartist.com again i wanted to mention that we're doing a q a show every monday in march so if you have anything you want to contribute reach out to us and let us know about that and we'll talk to you guys again next monday bye thanks for listening to this week's episode all the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com